Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Peter, where are you? Help. Help. Please. He's trapped He's in, a in a tiny box. Computer. I'm in a tiny Free box. Uh, I've, I don't think anyone's even... I don't think so far the audience is aware of this, but I've had COVID for like a week and a... Well, yeah, I think by the time this goes out, certainly, for over mm. a week. Um, Goodness. So I, I, I didn't stream on Monday, but I was too ill to even put a tweet out to say I'm not streaming today. So there was just no stream and you guys were both off. So mm-hmm. there was just a mystery no stream and nobody knew why. Yeah. Uh, I've been at home for the week, but I'm starting to feel better. I'm testing fainter and fainter positive lines. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting there now. Thank goodness. You broke your three-year streak yeah, of not having I did. it. Yeah, I know. And it... Like, I expected it to be not as bad as it was as well, because a lot of people who I know who've had it have just said, like, oh, for me, fortunately, it was just, like, a bit of a heavy cold, but mm. it's been pretty rough, actually. Mm. So, oh, bless you. The last time I had now. it was pretty rough, so I'm not I'm not jealous either. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, here he is, anyway. I'm here. How are you guys? Not bad. I mean, better than you. Uh, by yeah. the sounds of it so mm. yeah that's 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 a mercy but thank you for being here peter i know that no uh, you could have just had a sleep yeah. and that would have been fine but uh, he soldiers on and he joins us for this podcast which he is works very so salty. hard such a hard working man yeah. hardest working man in showbiz yes Peter Austin, hardest working man in showbiz. <laughs> so there's a slight delay in in our conversation back and forth right. here. It shouldn't affect the 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 general com- conversation, I would say, mm. uh, of the podcast. No. But if you notice something's amiss, it's because Peter's in a tiny box on the desk. But in real life, he's in a he's in a box shaped room mm. in his house and not here with us live. Uh, so there we are. Would you guys like to talk maybe about the sponsor that we have this week for this illustrious podcast? Sure, yes. would. I have it this week. Do you, Ashton? Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a weird one, though, because it wasn't from um, a company, per se. Okay. It was more just like a kind of, can you get the word out, this is what we're trying to do mm-hmm. kind of situation um, okay. from right. from the, the gaming public. Right. Yeah? Okay. Sort of an announcement. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. um, it's kind of like 
you know, go to our Kickstarter or our crowdfunding or sign our petition kind of thing. Okay. okay. Um, you guys may know a game's coming out in May um, that people are a bit upset about. It's not Legend of Zelda. It's a different one. Um, and they're upset because they feel like they've been a bit fibbed to and they feel a bit let down. So um, a bunch of Mardi fans, they're mm. banding together to pay for a rebrand of Arcane and Bethesda's new game, yes. Redfall, <laughs> and make them change the name to Dreadful. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which I personally think is a bit harsh. It sounds a bit harsh, yeah. But um, that's what they want to do. So they were like, can you get the word out that this is our mission? And I said, have you not got anything else you could be doing? Anything more important? And they said, mm. no, no, let's change the name of Redfall to, to dreadful. dreadful. They're just put right. want to add a D on the beginning. They're not okay. changing it to the actual spelling of the word dreadful. They just want to add the... So technically it may not even mean dreadful. No. Or do they want it to mean they dreadful? They want it to mean dreadful. Damn. They want it to be a sick burn. They haven't even played it's it yet. I like it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not real though, oh, so don't what? worry. Oh. People are upset, but they're not campaigning to change the name of the okay, game. Okay, that's to good. Dreadful. I feel like that would be a bit of a, an overreaction. <laughs> yeah. In a way. Uh, but maybe we'll talk about that a bit more <laughs> later, later on. on. Who, who bloody knows? Mm. Uh, no, we're, we're not sponsored by Dreadfall. We are, of course, sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you could submit questions to this podcast. And there's loads of other bloody tears available and stuff like that as well. It's sad. Um, I'm looking around. I don't know if he's with you today peter by any chance but dead island 2 the spider should really be here to celebrate the not awful reviews of dead island 2 solid yeah. sevens solid sevens where are you dead i island don't see him the there's a bit more I, I, like cobweb around but no spooder no spooder i don't have a, a very spider friendly house so uh we've uh, no. we've ever had a spider since we moved in it's lots of conkers around horrible lots yeah of yeah it's around. full of conkers yeah, yeah conkers you don't keep know them, that. Keep them no. People say you should line, like, put conkers in the corner of your uh, rooms and it stops the spiders. That doesn't sound right. I don't think it's real, yeah. but that's always something that my nan used to say, like, oh, People do make say sure it. you put conkers around, they'll stop mm. the spiders coming in. Okay. I think she just wanted you to go outside and get, get conkers. conkers. Just be outside for a while. <laughs> when you go get yeah. some more yeah. conkers, Ashton. Yeah. Um, Peter. <laughs> yes. Have you got the first question for us? I have. Question one comes from Callum McEwen, who says, Hi, Bap. Let's pretend that they're making a new Smash Bros game and you three have been asked to sort out new characters. You get two each. One obvious one, I'm looking at you, Peter's Spyro pick, and one left fielder. Literally no one is off limits. Who you got? Cheers, McFortune Cookie. Thank you, Thank Callum. You, Callum. Mm. Mr. Fortune Cookie. Yes. Uh, so I have gone i thought it would be now too obvious to go with the spyro pick given that it was literally in the question so i've decided not to go for spyro but mm -hmm. instead i think i've gone with arguably someone who might be better for smash bros anyway which would be crash bandicoot mm, um that's a good one he's he's you know he's got arms and legs spyro's just all legs yeah. uh is he is is he all I, is he all I legs? Think, is he Possibly. well technically uh, the front legs would probably be arms but yeah, he does have, I think he's got opposable thumbs, but uh, mm. I do think that Crash, you know, he can punch and kick and spin. He's got a bazooka. He can slide, skid, body slam, uh, do various things, sprint. He's got his mask. 
He's got like friends he could summon in. He mm-hmm. could throw fruit. You know, I think he's probably got a bit, probably on balance, a few more strings to his bow without sort of forcing it. Like yeah. Spyro, you could come up with some some extra stuff, but it would be a bit more difficult. So Crash seems like a, a shoe-in, really. Was mm. he in All-Stars, Ben? Was he in PlayStation All-Stars? No, he was one of those ones no. that everyone said, where where are all the PlayStation mascots? Yeah. Uh, we got Fat Princess and uh, yeah. two versions of Cole McGrath from Infamous instead. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I've gone with Crash Bandicoot. Do you guys want to do your obvious ones and then we'll cycle around? Or just like sure, my, sure, can do that. Yeah, let's do my that. obvious one. I think everyone is going to know. What I'm going to say favorite game, yeah. favorite girl, Aloy from Horizon. Okay, uh, one because she's like freaking badass. Uh, she can kill big robots, so she could definitely take out Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, suck it, Crash Bandicoot. Suck it, yeah. Crash. <laughs> Um, I've killed my fair share of animals as Aloy, and I'm sure she can start again. Um, I just think she's got a lot of a lot of skills. She's got a big stick, bow and arrow. Yep. She comes with like a billion different weapons mm-hmm. with all different kinds of uh, ammo types. It's true. So I can just throw a big spear that's going to blow up at them, or bombs, or shoot you with corrosive arrows. All kinds of things. All kinds. Of and things. she can like maybe summon in an overridden. Um, Watcher or one of the robots that she's overridden to come and help fight alongside her Um, and she'll do all of it by saying I've got to go save the world and she'll just keep (laughs) saying that over and over again but first let me complete these optional races I've got to get Gaia (laughs) Elizabeth Solbeck Alpha Prime just keep doing that she's like stabbing it's like an action figure with six six catchphrases yeah Yeah. okay Exactly. That's, That's my good. obvious pick. You're like my favourite deputy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Snake exactly. in my boot. Yeah. Reach for the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, my obvious choice is Commander Shepherd mm. or Commander Shep Hymned. Uh, we could have mm. both, probably, <laughs> mm-hmm. because all we'd need is different voice lines and a model. Yeah. They could do exactly the same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, because you've got your Omni, I mean, guns. Obviously, Guns, you've got your Omni tool, yeah. which gives you the the melee attack. You've got biotic powers, so you can not probiotic powers. No, that's yogurt. Yeah, biotic powers, yeah. so you can use mind strength to yeet stuff around. Um, you could you could like call in an orbital strike or something from the Normandy. There's all sorts of options, and I I, I mean I don't know if Commander Shepard or Shep Hymd is is even that relevant nowadays. But there's heavy rumors that that Shepherd and Shephimd will probably be returning in some form in the next Mass Effect reboot that they go for, given that Liara was in the trailer. So maybe there's a chance that we could get the commanders in there. Mm. That'd be a pretty good one. That is a good one. Nice. I like it. Uh, I'd like to refer back to the question now where the phrase literally no one is off limits was used um, okay. just to justify the fact that Hey, you know, Smash Bros, not only is it a uh, just a good time where a lot of characters have a fight, but it's a celebration of gaming history, isn't it? Yes, it I is. Mean, yeah. Principally N- Nintendo history, mostly. But, mm. you know, especially nowadays, they're introducing people from other, other platforms and stuff. But uh, I think, why not go back to an absolute classic character, the Tetromino from <laughs> <Okay>. Tetris. <laughs> What's um, the offensive capabilities of the Tetromino? Well, maybe uh, the the various shapes it can be, and there are like six of them or something, mm. uh, it could almost phase. It just sort of like fuzzes a little bit and it briefly becomes things that actually are that shape. So like the L shape, it could like become an axe briefly. 
and it like swings and then it phases back or a gun indeed that might be a bit more offensive and then it like phases back in i mean there are two l's so maybe there's an axe and a gun yeah the t could be like maybe the plunger on a on a dynamite bomb thing Mm -hmm. the square could be a square bomb i I don't know but (laughs) a square gun a square gun it could be a square lion that eats you or something yeah nothing's off limits uh, nothing's off limits Nothing is off limits. I think the Tetromino, why do we not have that classic gaming character in Smash Bros yet? So that's what I'm that's a great question. I'm putting forward. Why wow. isn't it in there? That is such a good point. I have yeah. one that um might be a bit weird. I would like the Bunga from Bug Snacks. Oh yes, please. Just so it right. goes Bunga 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 So good. Yeah. Um and also in Isle of Big Snacks, it's ginormous. <laughs> So I've not played that. I do want to see Big Bunger. Is Big Bunger's huge? Okay. Uh, so he can become Big Bunger sometimes. Even when he's Little Bunger, he can. When they hit you in the game, you go flying. Like mm. they ram you, and that you go very far. So I'd quite like to just major ram attack from the Bunger. Yeah, and uh, maybe like as his like special kind of, he's got his points up. We'll have a Smash Bros works. Uh, he just summons in a bunch of other fruit and veg. And they just start going hog wild. A bunch of little straws. Yeah. And uh, the... Other ones? The other ones. What are they called? Mm, I can't I, Bunga's the only one I can remember Yeah, now. because it's the best one. Because he is the best one. And now. it says its name just a nice way. Bunga, bunga, bunga. Yeah, it's just very enjoyable. Good stuff. Yeah. So I would like a Bunga from Bug Snacks. Okay, that's a good one. Now, for my weird one, I'm hesitant to like open the floodgates for real people to show up because then, you know, <laughs> what has become of our beloved Super Smash Bros? It's it's filled with American sports stars I've never heard of. However, the Invisible Man, John Cena, I feel would be a great addition to oh Super Smash Bros because he already comes equipped with a crazy arsenal. Mm. But then, you know, he's got all his taunts and his catchphrases and things. He could just go kind of hog wild and um, really lay the smack down on that Tetromino or Aloy, for example. You can see Aloy get an AA. I do. I think it would be quite funny. So <laughs> yeah. my pick is John Cena in his wrestling, not just normal John Cena yeah. or PGA Tour 2k john cena in his shirt Mm. or even peacemaker john cena i want john cena in his jorts his armbands and his fluorescent cap and t-shirt but he could still he could have um additional attacks that do involve like a golf club perhaps yeah or you know some he's a man of things. many times. He's just like Mario in many ways, actually. Yeah, he he's, is. Been yeah. In, like Mario. he's been in lots of things. He's played lots of sports. Mm-hmm. Get him in there. I personally think that he would show up in something like Multiverses. Like they'd be <laughs> like, coming to Multiverses, yeah. John Cena. There's already and he'd a be stylized like, huh? version of him because he was in that bloody, um, what was it, the Scooby-Doo crossover movie with wwe are you familiar with this okay they did a they did a crossover like it was a scooby-doo wrestlemania movie and it's animated and there's lots of wrestlers in it including the undertaker and triple h and john cena just looks like a cartoon character anyway and scooby-doo is uh is warner brothers isn't it so well uh, is he yeah yeah is he in multiverse well he's in multiverse i don't know what Mm. who owns him but yeah he's that's who he's in that isn't he or shaggy is well or actually someone. scooby-doo isn't shaggy and velma are oh okay 
Right. right. Well, then he's got friends already yeah. that could just sort of sneak him in yeah. and then get cartoon John Cena in multiverse. You know, we're not even talking about Smash Bros anymore. Get him in multiverses <laughs> when they, whenever they boot the servers back up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's where he needs to be. Well, fantastic. I think the future of Smash Bros is, is extremely bright. Mm. However, and we did this segment when you were off last week, Peter. So forgive us because you may not know what it is. It might take you a little while to get used to it. Mm. Um, We were worried we're going to have to do it again without you this week. Um, And then you would have been really lost next week. Uh, What's it called, Ashton? Can you? It's called What We Play In. Right. It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about the games, what we have been playing. Peter, you were on holiday and away for a week, and then you immediately came home and got into bed. So have you played any games? I have played a tiny bit of video games. I okay. I was sad because when I got tested, when I tested COVID positive, I thought it would mostly be a case of, well, I just have to work from home and I'll mm. probably be fine. Because as I say, I've heard other people say that for them, it was maybe a bit of a heavy cold. Other people have had it worse, obviously. I'm not trying to deny that it's a serious thing. But I thought I'll probably be able to do a bit of comfort gaming and just work from home and that will be okay. I felt too unwell to even just play the easiest, nicest game that I'm most familiar with, whatever that would be. And I really was a bit cross about that, actually. I was lying in bed (laughs) and I was pissed off that I couldn't go and at least like play Spyro or something to make me feel better. And Mm. I can't taste anything either, so I couldn't even eat junk food to make myself feel Uh, better. So I've had nothing to make me feel you know, to, to offer some a bit of self-comfort. However, last night I was well enough to sit on the sofa and play about two hours of Resident Evil. So nice. I did that uh, and I enjoyed it for the most part, except I didn't realise until it was too late that I, I finished something like chapter 11 and when I loaded into chapter 12, I realised the area I'd just come from, I couldn't get back to, uh, which oh. is fine. There are various areas like that. But there was one treasure in there on my map that I had missed. And I'd got every single treasure so far in the game. And I checked my previous... Because I'd accidentally just overwritten my most recent save file uh, with an end end of chapter save. So I looked at like any other save file I might have. And it was from like two hours before where I'd done all this like faffing (laughs) around, fighting like a boss and stuff. And I was like, ah... That's it. The hundred and the hundred and five percent run, as we say on my streams, is dead. Oh so, no! Mate. You're gonna I've have to just play, play again. Well, yeah, and I am playing again on stream, or at least I started to do that ages ago. It seems like at this point, but um, so I'll. I'm just gonna have to finish that game now with with one little treasure icon glowing right in the middle of the castle, uh, <sighs> and it will just make me feel really cross. So I almost regret sitting down and playing my first couple of hours of games for the first time in a week and a half. But uh, whatever, it it happened. Uh, and I can at least keep that save file that was only two hours away from the treasure rather than start right from the beginning. If I really, really decide I want to do a 100% treasure run, I can at least start from like halfway through the game and do it from there. So it's an option. Uh, but other than that, I really, I don't think I've played anything at all. Uh Maybe actually since the last time I was on a podcast, I might have played some more Resident Evil back then. Uh, but yeah, that 
that will have all been that will have been all I was playing anyway before I went away as well. So right. Resident Evil is is it? Lovely. I played Ashton. some games this week. Yes. I was a bit also unwell this weekend, <clears throat> so I I felt like you know when you are off sick or you're not at work and mm. you feel like you've wasted a day because you can't like play a game. Well, that's how I felt because I wasn't very well on wet Monday and I was just kind of lying and staring at the ceiling. Mm. And I was like, I could play Horizon Forbidden West now and try and get to the end of the game before the DLC comes out. But instead, I just lied and faced the ceiling all day and just kind of moved from sofa to sofa to bed to depending on what I was feeling on where the sun was. Yeah. Um, like a cat, I just followed the sun around right, the house. Right. Um, but I played some Disney Dreamlight Valley there is uh, new characters, Simba and Nala from The Lion King. Mm-hmm. And they've got like a bunch of new um, kind of quests that you can do when you load back in the game at the moment, which is pretty good. So I've been doing that. Um, but there's a bunch of ones that was like, come back tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, I want to do it all right now. I don't want to <laughs> have to come back tomorrow. Um, I assume you can't do the thing that people do with... Um, Animal Crossing. Yeah, and just put the date forwards. I don't think so. Oh, that's no. Because I'd have to like do that with my entire computer, and that just seems like a lot of work. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, I have been playing some Horizon Forbidden West. The DLC came out yesterday. I haven't played any of the DLC because I haven't finished my New Game Plus run yet, and you can't start until the end of the game. So I'm kind okay. of like powering my way through the story now, just skipping on everything else that I've got. I'll do it later. Um, but I'm a bit annoyed, actually. I'm, hey, I'm going to be a bit annoyed for a second. Okay, go on. I went on Twitter yesterday morning just to check on my notifications. And um, the Gamer magazine, they put one of what I would deem as quite a significant part of this the DLC story, mm. just as the headline oh. of their article and on the tweet. And it's not like it's not an integral part of like the story in any of the law, mm. but it's something that I would have liked to have gone into the DLC not knowing. Like yeah. it would have been a nice thing to be like, oh my gosh, what a surprise. But now it's not a surprise. Now they've ruined it. At 9 a.m. on the day it came out. Yeah, that's a dick move. That's a real dick move, gamer magazine. There's a way, yeah. there's a way to handle that. Yeah. That isn't. <laughs> like you could have been like, oh, this. Did you know this happens in the DLC? And I could be like, well, I'm going to ignore that because mm-hmm. I'm not, I can't click on that because I want to play the game. Yeah. But you clickbait titled me the opposite way because I actively <laughs> did not click on your article because I was annoyed that you told me what you were going to say in the article yes. before it even, mm. I'd clicked into it. That's no good. I, they, I almost unfollowed them. I was that annoyed about it. I almost was like, well, that's crossed the line. You didn't, you did, but you didn't tweet them and say, "Hey, you've crossed the line." No, I didn't. Did I'm, you look at the replies? I just scrolled away straight away because oh, I was okay. like, "I don't want any more spoilers," and I was just sad. So That's I was no a good. bit annoyed oh. about that yesterday. Mm. But I haven't played it yet. I'm really excited. I'm hopefully going to have plowed through the story by the weekend, and then I can spend the weekend playing the new DLC. I'm yeah. excited. So. That does sound very exciting. We'll, we'll hear all about that next week. Yes, I imagine. Hopefully, excellent. I have. Finished Resident Evil 4 remake. Peter, I was sad I couldn't talk to you about this last week because I oh. I took I took the plunge. I bought it and Goodness it's, me, you've got through that. It's bloody brilliant, is what it is. <laughs> what a game. Yeah. Um yeah, I I played because I bought it not weekend just gone, but the weekend before. And then I spent all of Sunday playing it and then right. played it a couple of nights after work and finished it off on 
last Saturday. So it took me just, it took me about five days to finish it mm. um, yeah. without playing it every day. But God, it's really, really good. It's so yeah. good. And I'm very glad that I was finally able to experience what many people, yourself included, have called the the best Resident Evil game um, yeah. for, for the longest time, albeit in a completely different manner to how it was originally released but it was it's really good i i had a fantastic time with it and i really wanted to do new game plus but there's other things coming out soon mm. and yeah. i'm just sort of now i'm in the no man's land between finishing because I, I i bought resi 4 thinking i can finish that before star wars comes out and now there's a week to go mm-hmm. and i'm thinking i'm not gonna st- i don't want to start any new games now yeah so i'm just sort of freewheeling <laughs> until next week i think it comes out next week doesn't it it's very yeah, soon the, the anyway 20, soon. i want to say the 24th or something maybe the 28th yeah it's not it's the end of the month it's it's really close because dead island comes out tomorrow at yesterday time of recording. at the time of release yeah and so and yeah i think it's like a week mm. between them so it's 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 a tricky situation to be in uh, pray for me everyone <laughs> but yes resident evil 4 remake phenomenal really really good i liked it um Did you I, get all the treasures I didn't get all the treasures, no, but uh, I I did enjoy throwing harpoons at fish. That was something yeah. I, I was unexpectedly. <laughs> uh, those little side quests you get, those requests yeah, or quests whatever they're called, yeah. they are fun. And one of them said, "Hey, go hunt this big fish. It's in this. It's in this lake, mm-hmm. and uh, it's roughly here." And it shows a photo of sort of the angle of a of a dock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I headed over there, and I was like scanning the water, like, so is it? going to be obvious or am i going to be able to see this and i saw like i just i didn't actually see anything i just threw a harpoon in the rough direction of the thing and it Mm. made a noise and it went and i was like i think i just hit something (laughs) so i went over there and i got the fish no scope nice just no scope the fish it was great um but yeah a lot of those requests uh i didn't realize until i was quite near the end that not all of the requests you get are then going to be for the next area you go to. Some of them are for the previous area, aren't they? Yeah. So I I immediately failed a lot of requests because I just thought, okay, this must be in the next area. But it wasn't. And and then I went on a point of no return thing and just failed it immediately. But, you know, I wasn't going for a a perfect run. I wasn't trying to get all the treasures. Um, But I enjoyed stuffing jewels into various, uh, like, crowns and goblets and stuff to increase their value to sell to the merchant. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, I just... I, it was one of those games, I was talking about it last week, that I just kept thinking about when I wasn't playing because yeah. I wanted to... It, I got the... I haven't felt this way about... Not to put it on too high of a pedestal, but I haven't felt this way about a game in a while where not only am I thinking about it when I'm not playing it, but I'm also just like... It, it almost gripped me in a way that playing through a new from software Soulsborne game is where it's like I don't know what's going to be around this corner mm-hmm. but yeah. something horrible is going to be there <laughs> and I'm really I'm not nervous or scared but like I'm excited like anything could happen and I have yeah. no idea what it's going to be um so yeah what's going to be but it, I know it's going to be it's going to be horrible it's yeah. going to be awful and those uh, shaky boys who shoot spikes awful Tr- truly one of the worst oh, enemies I've, yeah. I've oh, ever yeah. seen <laughs> so yeah, I've not even got that horrible because I've oh stopped God. to do every uh, every quest and tried to get every treasure and uh, yeah I'm I'm going into every single corner of this game and trying to trying to get everything I can but those guys yeah. their reputation precedes them they're from yeah. the original game and even I uh, 
definitely have that trepidation of like, I don't know what's around this corner because there are a lot of areas where it looks different enough that you either don't recognize it straight away mm. uh, because it's sort of out of sequence or even if it's in sequence, I don't remember exactly what room leads into what other room. I, I recognize mm. rooms when I get to them sometimes, but I don't, I don't know what's happening a lot of the time. And even when you do, are in a location that you recognize and you know what should be happening here, it's not always actually, it doesn't always pan out the way that it did originally, like they have done with previous remakes. So mm. yeah, there's all sorts in there for old and new players. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to play it, but it's going to have to wait until like July. <laughs> there's just too much happening at the It'll moment. Wait. It can wait. May's yeah. too busy. <clears throat> June's looking pretty busy now. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have to wait until July. Yeah. Eventually I will play that game. It's great. It's, it's really, really good. And I yeah. honestly didn't, like it's it's unnerving, but I didn't find it as scary as I thought I did, and I don't think that's necessarily a knock against the game. I think it just proves how brave I am <laughs> as a boy, yes. the yeah. biggest bravest the boy. Bravest boy. In Considering all of I once showbiz. got nightmares from being eaten by zombies in Resident Evil Two on PS One, I think I've come a long way come as a thirty-year-old man. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I th- I would say the scariest parts of the game are the bits where it goes to sort of traditional Resident Evil, where you're not in the village setting and uh, the the countryside setting when you're sort of in there because every resi game does it when you get to the lab bits yeah and you're like yeah. oh how's umbrella involved in this yeah um when you get to those bits and it's dark and you've got a torch and mm-hmm. like i found those to be the scariest bits uh, as opposed to wandering around a village full of psychopaths who are trying yeah. to kill you uh but yeah brilliant game really really liked it and that will uh, definitely be in the conversation i think at the end of the year mm. uh for that for that goatee uh beyond that i have have beaten the Elite Four in Pokemon Gold. No big deal. Just, no the, big deal. just the Pokemon League champion. So now I can go nice. to Kanto if I want to. I will. And I've played a little bit more Golf Story on the Switch uh, because I had a long car ride this past weekend. So uh, that is all I've been playing. It's time for question two. It is. It comes from Cheska or Chesqua. Chesqua. Um, Cheska. Hey, Bap. Long time no see. Hope you're all well. You too. I've been playing Yakuza 0 and there are these cards of... Uh, women Women. on on them that are collectibles my monkey brain sees a shiny literal spark on the floor picks a shiny and then cringes and awkwardly looks around the card is put away my question are there any questionable things in games you switch your brain off for Mm. thank you jessica thank you jessica Jessica. uh bakes things yes you never quite had the i think it it didn't quite cross over jessica used to be on our calls uh our discord calls that we did with the patrons Yes. Jessica would often have something. She'd have a, a bun in the oven, as it were. Oh, uh, right. Would, a delicious baked good that yeah. made us all our, hungry. Our first yeah. question would be, what's in the oven today, Jessica? Mm-hmm. And she oh, would man. say, oh, it's like an apple pie or, oh, you know, brownies. whatever it is. Brownies. Yeah. yeah. Um, Damn, Jessica. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> where have you been? Goods. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't think of anything in a kind of a sexy way that uh, I switch off for really, or, you know, a kind of, kind of cringy inappropriate thing. Like nothing came to mind, but uh, I do sometimes switch off when stuff is just kind of gratuitous for the, for the sake of it almost, Um, you know, like uh, I found Trevor from GTA to just be like, Mm. I would just kind of, Yeah, I just kind of stare into space while he was doing anything or saying anything. And uh, yeah, I think sometimes games 
they just try a bit too hard to be edgy and like kind of uh i don't know like look look how look how far we can push push the envelope but how far up to the line we can go um so yeah even things like i i was a bit um uh i don't know what the word would be like almost maybe cynical is like the closest word about the the groom in outlast two no outlast one the dlc yeah uh the one who chops your your winky off yeah um and to the point where like i i kind of switched off and and wanted to look away when he was being the way he was being but not in a kind of oh god that's really gory and i don't want to i i literally i don't want to see him like chop my 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 winky off my wilson um i, mean, I didn't wilkins, really want to yeah. see that but it was winky as much wilson. yeah wilkins but it was as much about just kind of thinking all right have they like this this seems like maybe they should have stopped a bit sooner before they got to this point so mm. uh yeah those are the times i usually kind of have to switch off uh that's not to say that if i saw some kind of cringy sort of unnecessary nudity that i wouldn't also feel the same but i just don't think there are I've not really played that many games that feature anything like that. Like I, I don't play Dead or Alive or, or something like that, where I, mm. maybe I would sort of, yeah, kind of stare into space a little bit. Uh, Ashton, what about you? I so there's something that I've played recently, and I can't figure out what game it was. And like looking back on what I've played, I literally can't pinpoint it. But there was a game where the female character just was like moaning or like groaning constantly from like strenuous activity like i don't know i can't figure out what it was that's, but it, I rem- that's triggered a memory of my, did well did we play this together i don't know i'm curious whether we've played something together because i remember being like oh my god why are they moaning so much like this is it's too much i can't I can't I can't understand this. It sounds like I'm watching something I shouldn't be watching on the, the living room TV. It sounds really familiar, yeah, but I, I, can't, I can't place it. I, don't know I was it like is. looking through all of my games and like trying to figure out what what is it that I've played that has made me feel this way. Mm. And I cannot figure it out. I can't remember what it was. So uh but anyway, that was making me really uncomfortable and I was I kind of just had to turn the volume. I felt like I was just gonna turn the volume down or just mm-hmm. mute the game because it's just too much. Um, alternatively, the sex scene in The Last of Us Two, um, I oh yeah, yeah, was big uncomfy during that. <laughs> I I don't know what just because like I felt like I was like I shouldn't be in the room. Like yeah. I felt like I was invading someone's privacy, even though they're video game yeah. characters. It did seem like a very private moment. Even like with sex scenes in TV, we've talked about this before when we had a question about it. But even when there's like sex scenes in a TV show, I'm sometimes a bit like. Ooh, <laughs> I'll just look somewhere else because I feel like I <laughs> don't want to get involved in this. But that one specifically, I don't know what it was about it. I think it's just the yeah. angle and how close like, to everything you were. I was a bit like, I'm just going to pretend this isn't happening. <laughs> just look away because it was uncomfortable. Mm. But that's one that came to mind almost immediately. I was like, yeah, mm. don't really like that very much. And there's obviously yeah. all the ones where they'll be like, you can make your female character wear a bikini. And I'm always like, good. Great, thanks so much. You can be topless in the Saints Row game. Yeah, yeah. If you want. Yeah, but it's just weird, man. It's just weird. <laughs> I just whenever it's like, oh, 
I can't remember. There was a game that came out recently and it was like, oh, and you can change her costume. And then every costume was like sexy nun, sexy waitress in lingerie. And I'm like, she's fighting a battle. Why are we, why has she got no clothes on? Mm -hmm. It was obviously, it was a JRPG. Of course it was. They they love that stuff. It was a trailer for something. It might have been during the Game Awards or something. But Yeah, it might have been. I think it was a trailer of some kind. Yeah. But I don't know what that game uh, was. It does make me think though, Ashton, that reminds me of sort of the closest thing to a sexy example I can think of, other than I also agree about The Last of Us uh, Part 2. But um, mm. my favourite character in Soul Calibur uh, is called Ivy. Um, mm. And I really like it because she has a kind of Castlevania, like, it's like a sword. It can go like, it can just be a sword, but then she can like make it segment and then it turns into like a flail, like a whip. She's got a really long range. And I just find her really fun to play. But she's also, because she's got this whip, she's stylized basically as a dominatrix. And mm. she essentially just wears like two two flipping napkins and a bit of ribbon. <laughs> That's basically what she wears. Yeah. And uh, I definitely have to, I, I, I don't even see it anymore because I'm so used to just playing her all the time because she's my like main character. But I... If anyone was to ever ask me, who do you play as in Soul Calibur, I would probably be a bit like... Uh, you have to apologize ahead of time. as Ivy, yeah. And I would feel <laughs> bad about if I was playing the game and, for example, my wife walked in. I would be like, look, I'm pl- it's because of the... She's got good range. That's why, that's why I'm playing yeah. it. I'm just yeah. a fan yeah. of her weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just exactly. Like the whip. But uh, I definitely... not even. I don't even choose to switch my brain off. I'm just like so used to it that I... I I don't even see that anymore. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I realize, oh my God, look look at the character I'm playing as right now. What is she doing? And all the things she says as well are all like super suggestive. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's one that I'm, I've just naturally switched off to because I've just become completely numb to it at this point. Yeah. Um, I think predominantly my, uh, my sort of awkwardness comes from perhaps revisiting older games mm-hmm. where the dialogue or the attitudes or the jokes, like the times have changed, obviously. And yeah. there's a lot of stuff in Time Splitters Future Perfect, for example, <clears throat> that is yes. that was questionable then and mm-hmm. is now really not very defensible at all. And mm-hmm. yeah. uh, things like that, like if, for example, I'm I'm going back and playing that game with someone who's never played it before and showing it to them, saying this is one of my favorite games, much like the the Ivy situation, I would feel like I have to almost explain and apologize my way through this video game because you know attitudes and society has moved on since then. It's like when we play a worst games or a weirdest games. There's that, that There's thing of being something like, like oh, what's gonna I forgot these. For what the highly yeah. regrettable design choice has been made in this game? There's yeah. always one. There's um, always one. So that's that's my main that's that's my main source for that stuff. I mean, the, the sex scene in The Last of Us Part Two did feel like it came out of nowhere. Mm. It didn't I wasn't necessarily uncomfortable with it because it it just it just kind of happened. <laughs> I mean, if I had a choice between it being there and it not being there, honestly, I don't really care either mm. way. But certainly going back and playing old oh, I suppose most of my embarrassment comes from how others will perceive it as much. like I know yeah. in my head when I'm for example playing Time Split is Future Perfect and Sergeant Cortez is being completely inappropriate with Joe Beth Casey or whatever her name is. Yeah. Um I know, hey, that's not okay. <laughs> that's not aged very well at all. 
but it doesn't stop me from playing it necessarily. However, mm -hmm. if someone else were in the room, I would feel the need to apologize. And it's almost like how more for me how how it would be perceived as anything else yeah even though just playing the game doesn't mean that you tacitly endorse what is in it necessarily yeah um but yeah i think that's the that would be the main thing for me older games it, it took me that long to even realize how inappropriate that that specific joke was that i think you're referencing ben, yes. with joe beth casey where yeah. like he they're about to go down a ladder mm. and uh they look down and there's this horrible like screaming noise from because it's like the zombie level. And she looks at him and says, you go first. And then it cuts to him, his face, and then it cuts to her waist. And she's wearing a really short skirt. Uh, and then it cuts back and he goes, OK, because he's going to be on a ladder and she's yeah. going to be above mm. him with a skirt on. But when it cuts to her with her skirt, she just puts her hands on her hips and like drops a hip. And I, for the longest time, just thought that was a weird way to frame it but like it was basically just her being like i'm not going to argue about this and it was just her putting her hands on her hips and then he goes okay so for years and years i thought it was just this kind of a strange moment where she's like there's no you're going first i'm not i'm not here to discuss this mm. uh, and then i think it might have been when we were playing it for the first time ben on mm. on stream where i was suddenly like holy crap i've just realized what that terrible joke is yeah. so that's the other thing you have to be careful of with some of these things where you're like, you're playing a game or you're a fan of something and perhaps, you know, because you were young at the time, you didn't even realize what some of these things were. And now if you go back and, and play something again for the first time in many years, you're like, oh, all right, okay, that happened. Apparently. Yeah, a lot of media ages horribly. It just, that's just how it happens. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean the game is bad, but you do have to accept that there are parts of it that no, don't necessarily hold up as, as well or even ever yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, so yes, when, when asking about awkward moments in games, I tend not to encounter those anymore because I feel like I will be made aware of those moments before I before the game even releases. Mm -hmm. Like the internet will already know and be very cross if anything approaching that is is available. I mean, JRPGs have that kind of stuff all the time, though. Yeah. Like it's it's baked into that genre, it seems, especially with Persona. Mm. <laughs> in fact, there's another one. Just all Persona games. There's some weird stuff yes. in that. Yeah. Really weird stuff. Also, the noises of JRPGs, which I'm not allowed to make anymore because you guys are weird <laughs> about it. Uh, <laughs> for God's sake. They're like anime girl noises. Yeah. They're always a bit much for me. Yeah. I'd be really keen to see like an anime or a JRPG localized without the inclusion of those noises because <laughs> yeah. I feel like so much of the design and the style of those games and, and that just medium and media in general is is that they're, the characters always have to be making some kind of reaction noise. Yeah. And that's not how people are in real life. Um, and it, I think it would just be really weird. There'd just be silence for long periods of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, there we are. A surprisingly deep discussion there. It's time for mm. something a little strange. A little peculiar. It's time for Weird News. Oh. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's weird news time. Welcome to weird news. <laughs> why did yes. you say it like that? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's because I tell you why. It's because I completely lost my train of thought. I forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot what saw happens. Saw your brain just stop working. I was working. like, "What do I do? Maybe if I just extend saying weird news, I won't have to Put explain." A funny voice on. Yeah, yeah, and I'll distract them with my with my <laughs> blinding comedy, and then uh, no, this is weird news. Um, if you want to submit this, ask the bit, isn't it? That comes yeah. next. If you want to yeah. submit weird news to us, you can go to Facebook and Twitter and respond to the relevant post that goes up on a Tuesday. However, if you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer just like Nathan, G.Y. Goliath, Nexus Polaris, Duncan Wilson, Blake Thomas, Ellie Nicholas, Nicole Hansen, Meldy Elbonet, Katie Garrett. And Gabrielle Philippink. Thank, Thank you, you podcast, podcast producers. producers. Thank you. Peter, what weird news do you have got? I've got weird news that loads of people sent to us. It was sent to us by at snowyboyyanny04 on Twitter, at shinyash on Twitter, and then on Facebook by Janet Wicks and Justin Edison. So thank you, everyone. Wow. Who sent this. Thank you. Uh I've got a write-up here from Kotaku.com, written by Luke Plunkett. Hooray! Yeah, the boy. Uh, Nintendo hacker will be punished for the rest of his life. Can that I just seems say appropriate. That this this is messed up. This yeah. whole thing is is absolutely yeah. messed up. Uh, subhead, uh, subheading: Gary Bowser. I forgot that was what it was called. <laughs> is being released from prison for good behaviour, but he'll still be paying for his crimes. So here we okay. go. Okay. In February 2022, Gary Bowser, a member of the hacking operation team Executor, 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 a longtime target of Nintendo's lawyers, was sentenced to 40 months in prison for his part in helping run a business that reportedly earned him over $300,000. 
Thanks to a combination of time already served and good behaviour while in prison, however, Bowser is about to be released and sent home to Canada. On the eve of his departure, he's currently waiting transport to Toronto with a new passport, Bowser sat down for an interview with Nick Moses 05, thanks Torrent Freak, it says in parentheses, (laughs) to discuss the events surrounding his imprisonment and impending freedom. Uh, And then there's an embedded video where he has had an interview on Torrent Freak. Uh, as I said at the time of his sentence, as I said at the time of his sentencing, while Bowser was guilty of a crime and confessed to this in front of a court of law, I still think it's interesting to examine the details of his sentencing, which show the extent to which companies like Nintendo pursue these cases through the American legal system and the severity of the punishments handed out. While Bowser was convicted, served time in prison, and is about to be released, his punishment isn't over. In fact, he'll be paying for his crimes for the rest of his life because the damages he was ordered to pay Nintendo at the time of his sentencing, a total of $10 million, and then it says Bowser says an additional $4.5 million won't have to be paid back since he'll be in Canada, not the US, uh, are so astronomical he'll likely never be able to make good on them. Brilliant. Bowser says... Bowser says Nintendo can take 25 to 30% of his monthly gross income for the rest of his working life. Uh, They began the process while he was in prison. Like Like many American inmates, Bowser was able to work jobs for what's essentially spare change while behind bars. And over the course of his time at the SeaTac Federation Detention Center in Washington, he was able to pay back $25 a month adding up to a total of $175 of his $10 million. Oh, no. Well, American prison systems do use their prisoners as slave labor, so who is uh, who's surprised by that? How long was he in number? prison for, does it say? Uh, was it... Uh, hang on. It was supposed to be 40 months, but he got out early, but... Yeah, it was okay. supposed to be... Well, so if he made 25... He paid back $25 a month, and he was in there, uh, and it added up to a total of 175 He was only in there for... Uh, seven months is that okay? Mm. okay. Seemingly. Uh, finally, it says Bowser was one of two men arrested in connection with Team Executor. While commonly referred to as a hacker in media reports, he actually confessed to being the company's salesman and reported they made three hundred twenty thousand dollars over seven years of work. The other French citizen Max Lauan, allegedly the leader of the operation, a role he denies. Uh, has managed so far to avoid deportation to the US to face charges, though it's believed he helped the company make millions over the course of its operation. Hmm. So there you go. Even though Bowser himself only made, say, only $320,000, he will be yeah. paying off a debt of $10 million for the rest of his life because apparently the company itself made millions. I also didn't so. realise that he didn't hack Nintendo. They made, like hacking software so you can hack your switch like that's what it was i don't think they like directly hacked nintendo and released information it was not there wasn't that they were just a bunch of people who were like kind of hacking your switch so you can play games on them that you haven't bought that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but i think it's absolutely insane that a company like nintendo can take 25 to 30 percent of a regular man's salary who is now yeah. a convicted Gross criminal well. who will mm. not be able to get that good of a job because of his criminal 
um, background for the rest of his life and he'll never yeah. be able to pay that money back. Yeah. That's it's, actually insane. It's a difficult thing to... I don't think the punishment fits the crime. No. He, no. he did still do a crime, so he deserved to be punished, but that yeah. is just... That's such an astronomical number. That is... It's almost a joke. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of of uh, pirates being put in cages and hung outside ports mm. back in the olden days, mm. you know, and just left to hang there as a warning. Like, don't don't you be doing naughty things to Nintendo or we'll take 25% of your well, salary until thing, you die. It? They're clearly making an example out of him. Yeah. But yeah. like, poor Bowser, <laughs> so misunderstood. Yeah. But I just think it's, like, it's terrible. I don't mm. know, how, well, like, they didn't obviously, I don't believe that they were like, you've done $10 million worth of damage. No. I don't believe that that's the case. Well, they have better lawyers than he so did. They so they obviously have yeah. better lawyers than him. But man, the, I just think it's terrible. The 10 million is almost irrelevant at this point. If if they'd not even mentioned the 10 million damages and said, mm. your sentence is that whatever you earn for the rest of your life, 30% of it is going to Nintendo. Like you're not even working towards a 10 million target, it wouldn't have made any difference because he's n- he's never going to get there. So what they've basically said is you have to just give your 30 percent of your paycheck to them for the rest of your life. Yeah. And yeah, technically you're working towards 10 million, but no. So unless, he's got to hope he has some sort of massive lottery win or something, yeah. mm. and then he can just pay it off. Mm. Um, so that's terrible though. It's like wild that that's happened. It is bad. It have is there? Bad. Do you reckon there have been any news articles that have had the subtitle "So Long, Gary Bowser"? Well, I, that was the first thing that came into my mind as well. <laughs> so long, Gary Bowser. I hope. I hope that. I reckon been. when he probably got sentenced, I reckon there was quite a lot of maybe. Those. Maybe I'm glad he's going home at least. That's that's yeah. something. So at least yeah. he gets to work off his ten million dollars. Yep. At home. What does he do now? Get a very well-paying job. Yeah, good luck. I have some weird news. Mm -hmm. It was submitted by Danny Haney, and a different article about the same story was submitted by Johnny Mac on Twitter. Um, It's from The Gamer, written by Rhiannon Bevan. Kind of a cool name, lots of N's. Um, (laughs) Everyone is... Yes, Ashton. Everyone is thirsting over Tears of the Kingdom's Ganondorf. Stop it. Oh, no, he's hot. Stop it. It's official. (laughs) Ganondorf is back. And he's hot now. Oh, for God's sake. Well for, some, well, for some of us freaks, he was always hot, I mean. But, like, really hot now. From the buff chest to the long, flowing hair, Zelda fans can't get over Ganon's new look. Ever since it was revealed, the Tears of the Kingdom conversation has been dominated by stupid, sexy Ganon, stealing the show from Link in his own game. True villain behaviour. Mm. Looking back at his previous looks, it's safe to say he's got a bit of a glow up. He's had a bit of a glow up for Tears of the Kingdom. Gone are the cartoonish proportions and supervillain attire, replaced with, well, not a whole lot. He's literally shirtless now. You can't tell me that Nintendo didn't know what it was what they were doing. It knows how feral fans can get. Personally, I have to say the best addition has got to be the man bun. I'm sorry, I know they were frowned upon even when they were in style, but it just suits this new Ganon look so well. Plus, it keeps the hair out of his face while he probably makes Zelda and Link's life absolute hell. Um, in our, if our first look at buff Ganondorf was enough to make you fall in love, you're far from alone. All you have to do is search his name on Twitter to find fans who can't get over his new makeover. Of course, that means there is also a whole lot of fan art already. No oh. one ever said Nintendo fans aren't dedicated. Just uh, be careful if you don't have adult filters on. I've seen more Ganon than I bargained for today. Oh, yeah. It has to be said that thirsty Nintendo fans have been eating or drinking to keep the metaphor. 
good lately. Just recently, they found themselves weirdly attracted to Luigi in the Mario movie. They reckon he whimpers, which is apparently how all the cool kids are saying that they find someone hot nowadays. Oh, my God. Oh, and they also ship him with Bowser, which isn't surprising given the kind of scenes they shared in the movie. Real Beauty and the Beast vibes there, albeit a lot more threatening. Also, Bowser never stops saying... Also, Bowser never stops being the beast. Maybe fans prefer it that way. So yeah, everyone thinks Ganondorf's hot and people are drawing pictures of his winky on Twitter. What's wrong with you? Oh dear. What's wrong with you all? Yeah. Awful. My weird news comes courtesy of Michael Milan at Lord of Penguins on Twimter. This is from Kotaku and Isaiah Colbert or Colbert. The Red Cross challenged gamers to not commit war crimes. Mm. Here we go. The International Committee of the Red Cross has partnered up with a bunch of Twitch streamers to encourage gamers to not commit war crimes in popular shooters like Call of Duty. The ICRC hopes that its event, Play by the Rules, will educate players on the on the statutes of actual war. The organization has even created its own Fortnite mode to help communicate what those rules are. Go away, auto-playing video. <clears throat> Every day, people play games in conflict zones right from their couch. But right now, armed conflicts are more prevalent than ever, the ICRC website said. And to the people suffering from their effects, this conflict is not a game. It destroys lives and leaves communities devastated. Therefore, we're challenging you to play FPS by the real rules of war to show everyone that even wars have rules. Rules which protect humanity on battlefields, IRL. Uh, as part of the event... Does on- that mean I can't use my unicorn glider in war? I, I think that's that allowed... I've got the rules. I'll oh, give you the rules in a second. Cool. It doesn't say no right. unicorn no gliders. No giant hammers that you can knock down houses no, with. Yeah. No bursts on hot air balloons. Yeah, no bursts on hot air balloons. Exactly. Well, no it, pickle rick. It doesn't say, well, no pickle rick should, should be part <laughs> should of the war crime. It is a war yeah. crime, yeah. But it's, it's not part of their rules. As part of the event <laughs> on the ICRC's official Twitch channel, streamers have played a number of games while adhering or attempting to adhere to the laws of conflict, including PUBG, Battlegrounds, Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, Rainbow Six Siege, and Escape from Tarkov. In addition to the Play by the Rules event, the ICRC created its own Fortnite mode. You've already said that. For those curious, the official rules of war for ICRC's Play by the Rules event, which have been streamlined to account for video game mechanics, are number one, no thirsting. Now, when you say no thirsting, it's not, it sounds you like see it a refers picture of to your story, yeah. but it's not. It explains that's don't shoot downed slash unresponsive enemies. Is that uh, called thirsting? I don't know how, but yes, that's what they've. They that's what it says. That name. No thirsting. Uh, number two, no targeting non-violent NPCs. So, for example, right. if you're playing Resident Evil 4 and there's a nice old lady sweeping Just up sweeping after out her chicken, <laughs> around how about house. don't stab her in the back of the head? Yes, until she becomes violent. Until she becomes violent. Number three, no targeting civilian buildings. So you can't knock down any houses. No. You can't be doing that. Right. And number four, and I think this is the most interesting one, actually, from a, from a purely gameplay perspective, use medkits on everyone. Uh, yeah. Yes, because you've got to. If someone's injured, you've they, got are pe- to, they are people. They are people, all. and you have to help them, even if you then imprison them afterwards. You can't so they're just... trying to get gamers to play by those rules. Yes, they are. Good luck. I think the only one that the only ones that the, like you really need to do are the don't shoot downed enemies mm. and use med kits on everyone because most of those games don't have civilians. Rainbow Six Siege must be a difficult one in terms of not blowing up walls and things. You've just got to yeah, open every kind of door. Thought, yeah. <laughs> You've just got to knock politely on every door. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously... Hello, it's a, Mayor, come in. It's it's a PR thing, obviously, yeah. and it's to, it's to spread awareness. It is interesting, I don't though. think... 
I don't think anyone can practically play the games by these means or that playing the games by these means means that you are disrespecting people in actual war zones. Mm. But in terms of of, of raising awareness, it's, it's interesting. I'm surprised one of the yeah. rules isn't don't blindly throw a grenade into a room full of people. Joke's on you. Jeffords. I'm going to do that more now. Yeah. Um, so there we are. One time I did actually, you know, we have, I have a what? reputation and I do. I am Ashton War Crimes Matthews. Um, in games. Okay. One time I walked into a room full of shepherds and I shot a shepherd. You did shot a shepherd because he didn't speak the same language as you. Yeah. And, and then yeah. I tried you, to use a med kit, but actually what I did was I suffocated a man. You smothered a man, yes. Yeah. And he yeah. died. Um, in the same stream as well. It was yeah, really impressive. It's really impressive. Quick huh? succession. Well, that's weird news. Thank you for submitting your weird news. Remember, Tuesdays, if you want to send us weird news to be included on this podcast, it's time for question three. It is. This is uh, sent by Stephen Donovan, who says, Hi, Bap. On the same day Nintendo announced their final trailer for the new Zelda game and Sony announced a state of play for Final Fantasy 16, Microsoft announced that Redfall, the exclusive FPS shooter, would launch without a performance slash 60 FPS mode. FPS, first-person shooter shooter. Mm. Yes. Uh, Saying it would launch later on with an offline mode. How much does this make... uh, how, How much does this play into your decision to play a game or not? And how has Microsoft's and Arcane's poor communication around this title hindered the hype for this game? E.g., they have continually shown Redfall in a 60 FPS mode in marketing. They have, they have yeah. said, that, said that it's only 30 FPS on consoles, so mm. it might be that if you're playing on PC, it does run at 60 FPS. But they've not, they've not said that. They just haven't. They not haven't not said, said it. it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a write-up here from IGN. Uh, Bethesda has revealed that Redfall will be launching on Xbox consoles capped at 30 FPS quality mode and that a 60 FPS performance mode will come to the game at a later date. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bethesda didn't specify when it will add 60 FPS performance mode, but it's definitely coming after launch. It's also unclear why performance mode won't be available right away. It's got the embedded tweet, which says Redfall is launching on Xbox consoles with quality mode only. Uh, Series X will be 4K 30fps, Series S will be 1440p 30fps, uh, and then it says 60fps performance mode will be added via game update at a later date. Uh, the article continues, Redfall also received backlash from fans recently after Bethesda revealed it would also launch with an always online requirement. However, mm. Arcane said it's working on a solution to reverse the decision. So, uh, right. yeah, and on top of that as well, Director uh, Harvey Smith also said a PS5 version of Redfall was in development before Microsoft merged with Bethesda, uh, but then Microsoft came in and wanted the team to prioritize Xbox and PC platforms. So it's been a bit of a a bad series of news releases for Redfall, uh, given that a lot of people were very excited about it already. I personally wasn't super hyped. I mean, for one thing... I don't have an Xbox console at the moment. I do have a PC, but I don't tend to play on on PC if I can help it. So it wasn't going to be easily accessible for me in terms of hardware anyway. But uh, I was also like not quite sure. I like Arcane and what they do, broadly speaking. But I, you know, I, the, when I've watched this, I kind of I I see the the plus points, but also I don't quite understand. It's still it's still has a little like feeling of I don't want to say live servicey uh aspect to it but it just feels less focused um and you know I I like Arcane's single player like you know interesting like 
narrative campaigns and stuff. And this looks a little bit more open and free in a way that I'm not necessarily a fan of. Um, so I was already like not super hyped. But then, yeah, I don't think it it's a good look to... I mean, according to Stephen, the question asker, they have apparently been showing the game in 60 FPS mode in marketing. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I, I trust that it probably is. So that's not a great look to actually be marketing a game as one thing that is not necessarily going to be available uh, from the get-go. And uh, the always online DRM is is always a terrible thing. And uh, I, you know, I, I think that's... There's, there are, you know, there's an argument to say, well, if 60 FPS mode is coming later on, all right, like, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But there's, I don't think there's any justification for an always online game, really. Uh, mm. So to me, it certainly made me less interested. I wasn't super interested to begin with, but I'll be keen to see how they address this. Because as I say in the article, it says Arcane are looking to address the always online thing and we might get some clarification on the uh, 60 FPS as well before release and when we can expect that. So, yeah, it's, there's more more to learn about this, I think, before decisions can be made. Mm. Mm, I agree. I think that, like, it's not unusual for things to be added later on. And I do think that people are kind of losing their minds a little bit about the fact that it's not in 60 FPS. I know, hey, I know that I'm I'm pretty easygoing. And I don't really notice when something's in 60 FPS most of the time. But I understand that some people can't play a game with 30 FPS anymore because they're too too spoiled by 60 FPS. 30, 30 frames per second, get out of here. I Piece can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's really obvious to me now. And mm. it's, it's, I, I used to just not care. Yeah. But now, now I've been given a taste. Mm-hmm. Now I've been allowed to drink the golden 60 FPS yeah. elixir. Especially as I played God of War <clears throat> and Horizon Forbidden West in 30 for a while before re- like noticing it was, it's this is this doesn't yeah. even run very well and then i tick ticked it up into 60 i was like oh my god yeah. this is amazing such do, a difference i do think it makes a difference but i also think that for the vast majority of gamers who and this is the case with a lot of these situations where people are being so outraged by something is that the vast majority of gamers they're not gonna realize they're not going to be following on twitter like i hadn't seen this information i'm quite interested in playing redfall because i like a co-op kind of game to play and i was quite interested in redfall i hadn't heard any of this i just just somehow would pass me by because everything there's so much discourse about so many games all the time that it passed me by and it's my job to know what's happening with games so I, part of me is like people aren't going to have seen this information because there's just so much info mm. and the Im- or it may not matter to them in which case brilliant good for them but i do think that there is a lot of like always online is definitely the one that's the issue for me more than the frames per second situation because i, I don't understand why it has why they can't why it's not an easy way to just fix like turn that off mm. like i don't hey i've never made a game so i don't claim to know how easy or hard it is. But I, the part of me that doesn't understand, it's like, but why can't we just make it offline? Like, can't we just take a button? Like, why is it so difficult that other games manage it? So why can't they? So that is, yeah, kind of a, a bummer. Um, but I don't know how much that's going to actually affect the game and whether if you're playing online on your own anyway, 
whether that's going to make a big difference. It's coming to Game Pass, which I think maybe will be its saving grace because people won't necessarily go out of their way to buy it, but they might play it on Game Pass if it comes up and they've got Game Pass. Um, Again, we don't know how it's going to run on um, PCs. They've not specified. They've just talked about consoles. So maybe it'll be 60 FPS on PC and they can be like, well, in the marketing, actually, uh, we used a PC. We didn't use a a console. We never said we used a console. So that's that's on you. Hmm. Um, But I do think that it is interesting that they chose to focus on uh, making it good for Xbox and PCs and then couldn't make it into 60 fps um for people i just i do think it's one of those things that games do a lot at the moment where it's like oh you see this is what was going to happen and then they tell little tiny lies that come out the few weeks before that they can get away with because they know that the general gamer isn't necessarily going to see that information Mm. so i do think that it is a little bit sus of them i hope the game's good and i think game pass is going to be its saving grace people will play it on game pass more than i think they will buy it which part of me is like maybe that's why they did it maybe they were like hey we should put this out on game pass because i i don't think it's going to sell very well so let's put it on there Um, because minecraft legends has come out and people aren't loving it as the way that they kind of were like, you're going to love this game, people. And people were like, I don't, hey, this isn't as good as you told me it was going to be. And again, that's gone on Game Pass. So part of me is like, I'm now sus of the Game Pass releases. If they're just going to keep like, it's not going to sell well, so we'll just give it to you for free. You want that? And I mean, hey, keep giving me games for free, in quote marks, because I still pay the subscription. But I don't want them to start just being like, well, we can get away with it because we're technically giving it out day one for free. Mm. So I'll probably play it uh, and maybe it'll be bad, but I have my fingers crossed that it'll be a fun co-op game to play with yeah. my friends. I think it'll be good. And I'm I'm not hugely fussed by this game and I haven't been the entire time they've been showing it. I would like to try it, but the normally I, I love a co-op game. But one of the other sticking points for a lot of people recently this is this which is part of the problem because regardless uh, of how you feel about this game and how excited you are it has just been a, a series of unfortunate pr disasters mm-hmm. one after another uh, one of them is that um you only make progress in the host's world hate that yes, that's true. so yeah. so that's going to be a <laughs> real sticking point for people who are playing in co-op and far cry did that saints row did that hate that hate that it's silly and it shouldn't be like that the 60 frames thing yes that is very misleading because if they've been advertising it that way then it should be 60 frames and also when is this new generation actually going to start if half the big games aren't even supporting 60 fps because while some people may not notice it or be that fussed by it gotham knights not having 60 frames per second Mm. still is shocking that should just be a requirement of this generation at this point. Like, as a as a minimum, games should run at 60 frames per second, especially a big first-party game like yeah. Redfall. Should be 60 frames per second. Outside They've got the, the hardware now, people. so it's not that they're like, oh, well, only one of the, the hardware systems we're making the game for yeah. does works on 60 FPS. They're like, oh, only PC can run a 60 FPS game, so it's not our focus. But they've made the hardware. Every single piece of equipment out there, except the Nintendo Switch, can handle running something at 60 frames per second. So there is no excuse that this is not like a, a normalcy in gaming. 
Yeah. I would be astonished if a first party game came out and didn't support 60 frames. Like mm. that that just it just feels like the easiest home run. Yeah. To score like, yeah, it runs great on the exclusive console that it's released for. And yes, I know it's on PC as well. I really like Arcane. I loved uh, Dishonored or Dishono Red, as we call it in the UK, because yeah. there's no U in there. Um, and their other game. Deathloop. Deathloop, thank Deathloop. you. The name always escapes me. I, I think they're a phenomenal studio. And I do love co-op games. But the prospect of having to either play through the entire thing with my co-op partners and and then being at the the mercy of people's availability mm. because no one's going to be able to make any progress on their own or just play it by myself which apparently you can do and the experience will let you do that but i i doubt you will get the full experience yeah. there will be parts where you feel like this is clearly a co-op game and yeah. I'm just playing yeah. it by myself. It's like when you play Borderlands by yourself, you can do it, but you're not going to get as much out of it. Mm. You're just not going to. Um, I, I think this game will be good. I think it'll get good review scores, but th it has been just like one blunder after another. And whether that's because they are making mistakes or just the messaging is completely wrong, I feel like they need, before it comes out, some big blowout showcase to like really get people get the core audience back on board because i feel like a lot of people have been alienated even if as you say it's on game pass mm. so people aren't necessarily going to have to spend money on it but if you want to retain that player base vaguely promising you'll fix always online after the fact it mm. might be too late you may lose that audience by then uh mm. you need to you need to come out the gates as strong as you can and, yeah. and it doesn't sound like they're going to and i think that's a real shame and i'm not mad but i'm a bit disappointed yeah I also think that, and this is going to be like, oh, you just love Sony so much. <laughs> I just think that if Sony produced a game and it was their, one of their first party titles that they were like advertising to come out and they said Sony coming out in 30 FPS, people would be flipping raging. And you'd yeah. get all of the Xbox boys being like, your console is so rubbish. <sighs> and, but I feel like, there's just gonna I just don't think anyone's talking about this. I don't know why it's just passed me by completely, but mm. I feel like no one's really talking about it and no one's like actively upset about it on Twitter, which I feel like if it was a PlayStation thing, I would have known about this the second it happened because everyone would have been talking about how Sony are the the weaker of the two and it would have been like a big deal. But I just think yeah. maybe Xbox aren't I haven't really seen them even advertising Redfall. They advertised it loads and loads and loads when they first announced it. But I haven't seen a single advert for Redfall since like this month and it's coming out in a few weeks. Yeah, console tribalism is the worst. Mm -hmm. It's it's tedious and boring and frustrating and I'm so tired of it. Uh, just play where you want to play, that's fine. And have your preference, have your own proclivities, it's okay. Um, but... Perhaps I mean I have seen discourse about it, and I've certainly heard a lot of discourse about it. It's mm. being it's definitely being covered these these mishaps. But perhaps the fact that you're not seeing it perhaps belies that the truth that maybe there isn't that much excitement for Redfall. Yeah, yeah. which again this is a thing. shame because that studio's flipping great. Yeah, because I I uh, agree that I've I've not seen it advertised that much since kind of the earlier days when you know. I remember, I think the first time we saw it, it was more ambiguous as to what it actually was. And it, mm. that's when it did feel more like, again, as I mentioned live service earlier. Like, I, I know it's obviously not a live service game, but that that sense of like a kind of a big open world and like 
oh, randomly generated missions and you just go with your squad to this building and this building. That's what I kind of thought it looked like at first. And I believe like they've clarified since then that it is more focused than than that. But I still have that feeling in me that like, like I, I still remember that that sense from when it was first revealed because I'm not seeing enough of it now with this like later clarification saying, I don't know, here's, here's what this game is. Um, so it would help them even as far as I'm concerned, anyway, it would help them even just to get more eyes on the game and like make it clear what mm. this thing is. Mm-hmm. And that might at least drum up a bit more interest to kind of drown out some of the, uh, the kind of discourse about these other issues uh, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Yeah. Well, we've pissed all over Xbox. Are you ready to piss all over Nintendo? Let's yes. go. It's, we're not. We're not going to do. Oh, Billy, I'm sorry. I just oh knocked him over. Hang on, Billy. Oh. Sorry. I'm being <laughs> facetious, of course. I hope Redfall's great. We all do. Um, yes. But yeah. this is this is really unfortunate. And uh, fingers crossed, it's good. It's time for the big discussion. Oh. It's big discussion time, time for the big discussion, which this week comes courtesy of Pup George. Pup George says, what did you make of Nintendo's indie world presentation? Peter, overall, what were your thoughts? Um, I mean, lots of pretty things and calming things and mm. nice things. Lots of cats, lots, uh, of, cats, lots yeah. of sort of food and baking and mm. uh, yeah, sort of charming charming worlds so that's all very nice uh i don't tend to play indie games really so there probably wasn't anything for me as such uh there are a few things that i thought oh that looks nice i would play that and i just know that i won't because i've got too much else to play Mm. so that's probably the closest i came is like seeing some stuff where i thought oh yeah that that looks good and that's something i i would enjoy but whether i would have the time i don't know uh Play up though is probably one we could give uh, do on on stream at one point. We'll get to that. I'm but, a big yeah. play up stan, so <laughs> yeah. I would love to play play up on stream. I think that's a great game. I've talked about it before, and I do think it's a pretty fantastic game. Play up. Mm. Yeah. But what do you guys think? I really like the look of. So there was a, a bunch. I don't know if we want to go through them like one by one. And yeah, sort, we, can do, sort. we can do that. So I think it, we will do. Yeah, it kicked off. Um, I mean, I liked the whole show. I think it was nice and quick. Um, The American hosts were very, very American and very, very excited about everything that was happening. They all spoke in exactly the same inflection in a a very clear to understand for people who don't speak very good English. this looks amazing. (laughs) It's going to be a a great game. And I love that. I loved it. I felt like they were really... Bringing up the mood it's on like this like a TikTok Thursday. robot was it, hosting the show. POV, a big indie game is coming out next week. Pav, you've um, just got your own restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we started off with uh, Minico's Night Market. Or yes. I think Minico's is how you say it. Mineco's. Yeah. Mineco's, which is kind of like a side-scrollery, pretty game that's basically like go and get a bunch of stuff, come back, sell it at the market. And one thing they kept talking about was cat racing. Yeah. And you can race on on a cat, not just like set cats off to race against one another. Ride upon a cat and race against other people riding upon it. It's all cats. about the night market, yeah. Ashton. All about the night market. You go all over this island, or not 
in well in in an almost sort of cheer kind of way and mm. anything you find on the island you can then take to the night market to sell there's all sorts of crafts you can do in game yeah. to make mm. stuff out of the things we're not I'm not talking like crafting an axe or anything like mm. actual sewing and yeah. things like that to make arts and crafts to take to this night market uh, there was a there was a big cat in the olden times I think was yeah. the implication like a yeah. big god cat that they loved but then also were scared of yes and they scared the cat away and there's all sorts of secrets to discover on this island and mm. things to do at the night market like riding cats and uh, parades was another one yeah you parades take part in parades be part of parades yeah it had, the art and style the, was really pretty and then at the end just sort of out of nowhere it said like but watch out for agents and then there were like <laughs> sometimes there might be agents <laughs> yeah. yeah it looked really lovely I, I, yeah. I, much like you guys said I think the whole the whole presentation was a visual treat. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was, there were so many beautiful games here. Yeah. It's really nice to like know what's coming out. And a lot of these developers are really small studios and a lot of them are kind of international studios. There was quite a lot of like Scandi countries and Eastern European countries mm -hmm. that were like represented by the... Full of uncomfortable people. Europeans. This yes, show, basically I say. so full of uncomfortable <laughs> Europeans. It was great. One point, some guy was in a river splashing around with some oh ducks. that was donkey that just was trying great. to be just trying to be funny i think yeah. it didn't yeah. really didn't really work for it was me weird. just trying a bit hard yeah um, yeah i didn't really like that either but yeah i thought that looked really cute i think the visual style is kind of similar to that oh my god that you know that game where you play as a cat and it's about depression oh my god <laughs> oh yeah night in the woods or night something. in the woods kind of like a little bit kind of 2d almost like it's made of paper kind mm. of style and then that looked really nice yeah. so yeah 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 that's um, out on switch on the 26th of september i've mm, got lovely in front of me yeah. a few Excellent. of them are like out now so yeah and you know, a few of them i like the look of that are out now and yeah. i'm a part of me is thinking is it on playstation as well because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that when i play yeah. it on my switch mm. Um, there was also My Time at Sandrock, which is a sequel to My Time at Porsche, mm. which is a kind of like crafting village, Animal Crossing type yeah. game. Resources, um, farming, yeah. building, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's a pretty good game. Yeah. I quite like My Time at Porsche. Very visually bright, My Time at Sandrock looked. Mm. My favorite phrase was uttered, post-apocalyptic town. Love that. Yes, yeah, thanks. it didn't really look like post-apocalyptic. No, it didn't. Did it? No. It just no. looked like a slightly run-down settlement. Yeah, exactly. And you can water plants. You can build up your workshop. There was like a whack-a-mole mini-game at one point. <laughs> you probably have... I think they, the implication is that two characters are getting married as well at yeah. some points. It's, yeah. it's, it's very Stardew in that sense mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. Harvest Moon kind of thing. But it, looks it looked nice. nice. It was very sunny. And yeah. just, mm -hmm. it looked like they, it was a really nice day. <laughs> it did yeah uh, uh, this is coming on uh, it's coming this summer quote mm. on switch okay I'll time it hopefully on other stuff as well and plate up yep. you're, you're the stan big fan that looked pretty fun that's the first time I've seen plate up yeah it's good yeah. it's good fun and I mean I've, I've been playing it on PC and you can play online or local so I don't know whether you're able to do cross platform I don't see a reason why not but mm. um, it's a Yogscast games game it is for uh, clarification Peter and I are still technically part of the Yogscast network but we have no idea what this game is and have never played it and stand to earn no money from promoting it there we are no not at all advertisers standards agency are you happy <laughs> did we do it yeah. right um, 
I'm not affiliated with the Oscars. I have played it and <laughs> I think it's great. Um, and I think it's a really good, fun party game for up to four players. Mm. And I played it with Alex and Kieran recently and we had a lovely time. And you can name your restaurants and eight out of 10 times, we'll make it a dirty name. Brilliant. That's what you want. Nice. What's the next and, one, Peter? Uh, well, I was going to say, just for those who don't know, Plate Up uh, is, it's like Overcooked, but you've got mm. the front of house to deal with as well. So not only are you in the kitchen running around like mad, but you then have to bring stuff out. And it's a roguelike and you've got to be tactical about <laughs> what you save and put down. Right. Stuff. Yeah. We're going to play it coming on to, stream. Coming to Switch this October. Uh, we also had Quilts and Cats of Calico. I'm actually reading the article I've got. I'm not looking at the document. So I hope they're lined Based up. on the yes, board game. Are. Yeah, uh, based on the board game. So uh, this, I mean, is is pretty much exactly what it says, which is that you build quilts by putting little hexagons together, little patches, and different cats will like different patterns. And you can attach buttons to the patches. Uh, I'm not even aware of the board game, let alone the video game. Ashton, have you played the board game before? I've not played it, but I've seen it played. And essentially your cards will give you like, to get this cat you need to make this pattern on the board, but obviously everyone's trying to do their own patterns. Mm-hmm. So you have to try and get yours together while everyone else is also doing the same thing. Do real cats come when you play the board game? No, oh, okay. unless you own cats. Right. My cats would probably come and sit on the board. But yeah. um, in the game, there's like, you can customize your cats. You can give them a little hat if you want to give yeah. your cat a little hat, uh, which is pretty cute. And it's just like a cozy game to play with some pals if mm-hmm. you want to play a board game. But are in different places. Yeah, it's yeah local or online multiplayer. And it's coming mm. out in autumn on Switch. Autumn. Fall. Yes, exactly. Coming fall. Fall. Uh, Rift, yeah. Rift of the Necro Dancer, which I am assuming is part of the series of all oh, sorts yeah. of Necro Dancer related things that have come out previously. I thought this game was already out. I thought Rift of the Necro Dancer. Was is it Crypt of the Necro? Maybe Dancer? Crypt is the other one. There's a I, Crypt is out. They yeah. said it was a spin-off. So a few maybe I don't know. I I because I was like, oh, Rift of the Necro Dancer. I think my brain auto-corrected Crypt of the Necro Dancer to be the same. But yeah. apparently, it's a spin-off. It's a rhythm-based action game. Yes, it has lanes, which they, it hasn't had before apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems that there are five characters with different storylines. If the if the lady who was doing the um, the narration is to be believed. <laughs> she said that if you, if it's all a bit intense, you can go do a mini game with one of the five different characters. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you've got five different characters. I have no idea what the setting is because she seemed to be a rock star, maybe? She was well, holding a was guitar. Like, they were like fighting monsters. I'm not really sure what's going on. It, I mean, it looked great. Yeah. I'm sure it'll have Indeed. great music as is, well. I think it is quite a big departure from the from Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is the original game, Crypt of the Necrodancer, is more like an early Zelda game. Um, mm. But you just have to move around the dungeon in time to the beat. Whereas this is more like Guitar Hero in that you've got, as you say, you've got those lanes and you've right, got enemies right. moving around on those. But yeah, Crypt is is kind of a top-down sort of, uh, I wouldn't say isometric, but yeah, it's like an, an early Zelda game. Mm. So this is pretty different to the uh, the first game. I also like the uh, making a burger into... In- tune to the music that was good yes they like was like do some yoga in time with the music and also make a make a burger make that's a why i was a bit yeah. confused about like what the setting is of this <laughs> yeah. game like it's kind of yeah, all over was a bit the place weird, the yoga <laughs> yeah don't know what's yeah. going on uh, that's out later this year 
Is it? Lovely. Next one was Animal Well, which was the one with the guy in the river. Yes. Um, which is like mm. a dungeon. Like we're using the word labyrinth a lot, where you play as like this little blob, and <laughs> <laughs> you a have man. to get. It was a blob. Was it a blob? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you have to get through <laughs> kind of like dungeons that are filled with enemies uh mm -hmm. and it's all 2d and pixel and it makes that oh my god my favorite noise in games they're like do a jump a pixel jump sound where you're like i can't even explain it but i love it i love the noise where they do little jumps in pixel games not all of them and i love them okay you know what i'm talking about right peter you know what i'm saying well i don't remember <laughs> the sound that it made but uh i know the I noise that a lot noise, of characters but... make from yeah, okay. I just like noise. the way it uh, jumped through some vines at one yeah, point. Yeah, like it was the almost vines, like moss hanging cool. down, and it had physics physics to it, which was mm. nice. Yeah, it seems um, that you can sort of go anywhere, and you're just on the hunt for treasure. You're not necessarily yeah. going in a specific direction. You're kind of spelunking in a way. Um, yeah, just wandering about. Look, look, very cool. moody. Mm. Yeah, it's out this winter on Switch. Mm. Lovely. Uh, up next, I misread this and thought it was called Crimecock, but it wasn't. <laughs> Classic. Um, this is Bad Seed's Crime O'Clock. It's a time-travelling point-and-click style escapade, uh, says Eurogamer, um, where you have these sort of... A lot of it looked black and white, but there was mm. there were little splashes of colour here and there. Um, you, you sort of go through different scenes. They almost look a bit like Where's Wally scenes, these sort yeah. of isometric, mm -hmm. hand-drawn things uh there's the different ages they're called there's like the steam age and atlantean age uh you know sort of ancient egyptian and stuff and by changing things in those different ages you do like a butterfly effect and uh by traveling through time and making changes to the scenes you will have effects on the future so it's sort of uh you're you're solving cases and hunting for clues so it's it's that sort of mystery solving thing but it's yeah a kind of a a point-and-click puzzler, really, top-down mm. thing coming was in June. Most interesting to me. This one was the one that I was like, "Ooh, this looks interesting." Really, I didn't. I didn't really like. The look I was of this intrigued one. by it. I was mm. like, "I don't understand how it plays," but there were like forty different crimes to solve, and I'm like, "Love solving crimes. <laughs> Love that." I, I'm with you, Ben. Like, I, I think I would have actually. I think it's literally just that it's black and white that I didn't like about it. Though oh. is that like mm. I looked at this and I thought I don't like this, and I thought why don't I like it? Because it's an interesting idea. And actually, the 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 actual art style, the drawing itself, I think is is quite nice. It's quaint, but uh, mm. I just want to see a whole spectrum of color on that. I want it to look like a Where's Wally scene. I don't want it to look. Right. I just don't understand why it's black and white. It seems a strange thing to do. They said puzzles, and then and then my brain just melted out of my said, ear. No thanks. Right. Like, oh God. Um, and also just the way it was presented. I think the idea of having to do puzzles and hop between different time periods and work out what's what's affecting what. It's like I just. It sounds like work. <laughs> it sounds like I'm going to have to go 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 and do work. Like mm. it feels like school. That one's also <laughs> coming to PC, and I think from the way it looks like it plays i'd much rather play it on pc than switch yeah maybe so mm. maybe so uh we've also got tesla grad 2 which looks bloody lovely as a follow-up to the original tesla grad um or tesla a grad which is not not how it's pronounced you can harness <laughs> electromagnetic powers to solve physics puzzles and uh I, I love how this looks it's influenced by nordic culture and folk tunes so the soundtrack and the kind of things oh, you're in yeah. you're encountering look very 
very fun as well. And Peter, I'm sure you can back me up here. I think it's available right now alongside yeah. the first one remastered. Yeah. Uh, they're available to purchase separately on Switch's eShop or as a two-game bundle. Uh, launches today on Switch and is joined by an enhanced Tesla Quad remastered. Yes, correct. Excellent. It looked really cool. I'd never really paid much attention to the first game, but I really liked how this one looked. And then they said it's available now, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I want to give that a go. Does it have puzzles in it? Yes. Is that Are they scary puzzles, like ones I have to use my brain with? Possibly. So maybe not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. A lot of work. This next one reminds me of a, a, mo- a like mini clip game I used to play on um, my computer where you were a sniper and you had to find who your enemy was because they were like, yeah. they're wearing a hat. Um, it's called Shadows Over Loathing. And it's this an looks brilliant. RPG, but it's all stick men. Uh, yeah. And there was all kind of various situations and it's all a bit weird and wacky, but mm. they're, pretty, they're pretty fun. It's definitely sort of a comedy game, isn't it? Like it, yeah. It's, yeah. it's knowingly being very daft and uh, it's set in no, in the 1920s within its universe. Mm. Sort of looks like a turn-based RPG, but with lots of really surreal, strange characters. It actually reminded me a lot of um, uh, the South Park games, mm-hmm. the Stick of Truth mm. and stuff in terms of its you know, not in terms of its presentation, but in terms of how it played and the fact that it plays with uh, conventional side-scrolling turn-based RPG tropes and just sort of mocks them and mm-hmm. has a lot of fun. Uh, I really like the look of this. I thought this looked really silly, but I think I'll have to check some reviews just to see if it's the right kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah, it does remind me of, I mean, you, you know, Ashton, you say like a mini clip flash game. Like it, it is, it's got that kind of vibe to it. And it, it's also just that, kind of humor it it just reminds me of various things from like the mid noughties with this kind mm-hmm. of uh s- silly i i i agree with you ben that it's worth seeing how this actually is received because i think when you when you or when a developer goes for this style of humor there is actually a fine line between oh this is funny and it's like it's self-aware and it's being daft versus it's a bit sort of lol random oh mm. we're so silly mm-hmm. i'm a cheese wizard you know like yes. maybe <laughs> playing as a cheese wizard is actually funny and they've done it in a kind of thoughtful way or maybe it's just lol cheese so mm. uh, it could veer slightly too far into um just silly for silly's sake but it does look good i, I yeah i i'm going to keep an eye on it mhm uh, Oh, sorry. oh, all three oh of us God, went we for it at the same time. Go on, Peter. One. You go, Peter. Blasphemous 2. Um, so was this the one... Hang on, let me just skip through this. Yes, it was. This looked very Castlevania-inspired, I would does, say. It does, yeah. Um, I don't know if at any point they said that it's a Metroidvania game, um, but uh, I, I, I have to imagine that it probably is. So uh, it's from The Game Kitchen. Uh, they announced this... 18 months ago, apparently. It's a sequel to the first game, Blasphemous. Um, And uh, it says here, according to Eurogamer, um, that Blasphemous 2 sees the return of its predecessor's pointy-hatted protagonist, the Penitent One, for more Souls-esque Metroidvania action, bolstered this time by the likes of Distinctive New Weapons. Uh, It's coming to Switch this summer. So, based off the old one... uh, this seemingly is a Metroidvania and Souls-esque game as well, apparently. Um, mm. I hadn't heard of... Well, I think I might have literally just heard the name Blasphemous, uh, the, the old one, but I have know absolutely nothing about it. So 
uh, yeah, I, I definitely got Metroidvania uh, from the art style, but mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily specified in the trailer that that was the genre. But seemingly, that is actually what you know. There's going to be some backtracking and looping paths and things like that. Yeah. Every time you're saying Blasphemous Two, all I'm hearing is The Last of Us Two, but just said <laughs> right. with a, said with a very strange accent. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I did, don't really remember anything about this game. It it had a very particular pixel art style that yeah. I, I really liked. Um, very gothic. It strikes me as a game that's going to be very hard. Mm-hmm. And for yeah. that reason alone, it may it, it I, I may not actually be that interested. But I, I did like what I saw. I thought it looked really cool, hmm. um, at least. But for me... I most important get one about this. Uh, yes. is Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals, which I've been looking forward to for ages. Um, what's the name of the studio, Peter? Do you have access to that there? Uh, Night, something? Night School. Night, Night School. School Studio. Uh, they they are so good. I loved Oxenfree 1 and also um, After Party was excellent too. And this one is looking great. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little bit sad, but I suppose it makes sense that they're returning to the same island um, that you went to in the first game. I imagine you go to different locations within that mm-hmm. within that same island, but you're returning to the island as the character you played as in the first game, Riley. It's still a similar dialogue situation where you're um, talking to other people as you go, and that shapes your relationships and changes how the story unfolds and who Riley is as a person. But they've also added a walkie-talkie section. Mm-hmm. So you can now communicate with other characters around the island and get necessarily uh, necessary information from them. Um, as you trudge around with your radio solving uh, spooky mysteries and trying to work out what the hell's going on. Is the art style a little different than the It first does look one? a little bit different. Yeah, because yeah. I thought yeah. it looked like they looked more 3D kind of I thought that too. shaded than it the It definitely one. looked like that when it first started. Yeah. And then I felt like the longer it went on, the more familiar it looked. There was but, that one shot where they were in a big cave and, they, yeah. and I was like, oh, are they... Little I think there's some more depth now, maybe than there than, than mm. there was previously. But I um, uh, it's set five years later as well. But I'm I'm really excited for this one, and it's not long to go, right? This was an actual um, a, a release date announcement mm. as well. Yeah, July. So very 12th. excited about that. Um, that's that yeah. is good stuff. Uh, there was some DLC as well, right? Shown off or announced coming to Switch. Yeah, there was uh, the Cult of the Lamb DLC. That's. I assume we'll come to everything, not just Switch. I can't remember. What was that called, Peter? Do you have it? Uh, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, I've got it. It just says Cult of the Lamb DLC. Does it specify? I can Google it if you want. That's okay. There's a Cult of the Lamb DLC coming. There's also yeah. a game that I really enjoy, a little to the left. They've got a Drawers and Cupboards DLC that's coming. Um, that's a really good game. Quite yeah. chill. Kind it of looks very chill. Unpacking vibes. Relics. Just got to put things... Relics of the Old Faith is the ah, name of the DLC. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Peter. Uh, yeah, you are. Um, thank you, Computer Pete. Um, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> information. Um, yeah, and Little to the Left DLC looks really good. I like that game. Uh, it's actually surprisingly hard. I've not finished it because there's a couple ones, but I'm like, it's too hard. I don't understand. Really? Yeah. Putting the stuff away in the drawer. Yeah. Well, it's not always that. It's like oh. uh, sometimes it'll be like, cut the right leaves off this plant. And oh my I God. still. Okay. After having done it maybe four times, every time I have to cheat because I've got absolutely no idea what it wants me to do. <laughs> I've never sat and looked at any a little to the left, but I thought the cupboards and drawers DLC. I was like, "What is this? This looks lovely!" Like yeah. the art style, mm. it just looked so. Obviously, as we've said, most of the games that we saw in the in the showcase 
all had a very nice art style. They were, they were all quite cozy and lovely. There was something about that one specifically, the way it was all done, that I just thought, man, I could just, I could just curl up in a quilt and look at this, mm-hmm. you know, till I fall asleep. It, it was very, very charming. I think you'd yeah. enjoy it. It's on Steam, and I've, I think we got a code for it when it came out. I think we were sent a code because I played it on stream right. a few times, but it's, good, it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely. Nice. Uh, there's also Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, which is a bit of DLC coming to to Shovel Knight. And then there was a sizzle reel at the end that showed Paper Trail, Little Kitty, Big City, mm. Chance of Sanar, Brotato, Escape Academy, the complete edition, FNAF, Five Nights at Freddy's, Security Breach, and Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Hey, if you think uh, Hi-Fi Rush looks like flipping what's it called that game jet on the set game. radio jet set radio thank you uh then i hope you're paying attention to this one because that looks yeah. way more like it <laughs> yeah it does yeah um little kitty big city looks fantastic oh i've been waiting for that game for eight i've been you following them put hats on your cat ages. and you run around and steal. it looks like untitled goose game like yeah. you're stealing things from people yeah. and squeezing through gaps they can't get through and things that um is it page what's the first one you said that in the thing uh paper trail paper trail paper that trail. looks interesting you have to like fold a piece of paper to help your ca- your character kind of get through yeah. to the next mm. area oh, that is cool it's a bit like the pedestrian in the sense you have to kind of like link things up to be able to get to the goal but it looks pretty cute yeah it does it would take you dear viewer slash uh listener a less amount of time, a shorter amount of time, I should say, uh, to watch the Indie World presentation than to listen to us talk but about we've it. it now. But we've done it now. Uh, and it's well worth a watch. I think it's only 20-ish minutes long and uh, I was really impressed by this style of presentation. Mm. Uh, I enjoyed it. And I know it was short yeah. anyway, but it's kind of flew by and it's a real visual treat. We've come a long way from just advertising brown shooters mm-hmm. in every single uh, sort of live stream or conference, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. It was great. I really liked it. Mm. Well, yeah, absolutely. Peter, should you tell yeah. everyone where they can find us on the internet? Oh, wait, right. no. Let us know what you thought of the yes. Indie World Showcase in the comments before Peter does that. Let us know right now. Go You've on, do it now. Peter starts talking. To tell well, us what you think. Okay. And if he starts talking, you're not finished. You've just got to press send, no matter how far you are into the sentence. Ready? Ready? YouTube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. Uh, that's where all of our videos and, well, not really all of our live streams go out anymore because we only live stream on Twitch for the time being. Uh, but we'll go to uh, to YouTube for special occasions, perhaps. But uh, yeah, head to both of those. Uh, when we're streaming on Twitch, we're modded by Lob Rotovich, Trialing Badger and Mr. Black. Um, and if you've got Amazon Prime and you're, you're paying for it already, part of that bundle that you might not be utilizing um, is a Twitch sub. So you can just use that and it won't cost you anything extra. You're already paying for it. So have a look at that if you'd like to. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, uh, Twitch stream highlights of the week, all sorts of things put there by Fraser and by us. Um, bits of weird news and, and yeah, lots of things. Uh, tiktok.com forward slash at team triple jump is where all of our tiktoks are posted by ashton matthews and patreon.com forward slash team triple jump you can go there and see all of our patreon tiers where lots of different rewards are available including some podcast related ones if you want to ask questions or be a producer or other things too so have a look at all those please if you'd like to please thank you 
Did you see this week's Twitch stream highlight of the week of James being fed like a horse? I was going to say, usually the Twitch stream yes. highlights of the week are James doing something completely unrelated to video games, like <laughs> breathing air or having a drink of water, because yeah. I think Fraser's just given up at this point. I think point. he just finds the hit. Just James. Just he just goes into a funny. James stream and just like, right, what's where's where's a bit of James like making a loud just noise. just doing something very mm. banal. That's it. That's yeah. that's yeah. the best thing to come from <laughs> Triple Jumps live streams this week. Yeah, it's not the be- the greatest look for us generally. I love it. But well, if you want to the... see some microcosm of Jenkins, then you, that's it's where quite, you go. The, but the the horse one this week was a bit much for me. Yeah, I had it, was, to turn it was kind of it grotesque. Was strange, yeah. It was a bit grotesque, yeah. <laughs> it, what, that is the, that's the joke though, the Harry Hill joke, is that the TV highlight of the week he would do every week would just be someone sort of coughing into a handkerchief. Or right, something. Yeah. yeah, something very simple. But yeah. for people who don't understand that, people might think, wow, streams were good the this week, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Streams are really good this week. <laughs> Um, yeah. We have a website. It's triple J U dot MP. It spells jump. It's very clever. If you want to join our Discord, triple J dot MUP forward slash Discord to chat with our wonderful community. On there, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if they do something, they will do it. All right. If you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, why not go to triplej.mup forward slash podcast and catch up on our live stream VODs, go triplej.mup forward slash VODs. And to check us out on Cameo, us three, or James Jenkins, we want him to eat something out of his hand like a horse, mm. go to triplej.mup forward slash Cameo. And it's lastly, for me, if you want to buy some sick and cool Triple Jump merch like that t-shirt or this jacket... Jacquet. or Peter's t-shirt, you can go to triplejumpshop.com. Yes. And make sure you're following at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. Buy yourself some nice logo merch. Yeah. Um, weird, as we've said several times, we've got some ideas for new merch, but we want to shift some older stuff before we do that. So if you've been waiting... I'm getting, it's I'm, right, don't I'm get getting emotional. really emotional. Don't, get, don't cry. <laughs> then then right. please, please buy them. A mug. Uh, why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. Blaze it. Also on Twitch. Uh, worst games ever is fortnightly. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. Weirdest games is monthly. A week early for patrons of a certain tier. The After Dark podcast is fortnightly on Mondays for patrons. And the podcast is every Saturday. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. We'd really appreciate it. Hey ben, when it. did you change when did you change your reads? Did you do that last week or this last week? week? Yeah, he yeah. did it last, last week. Last week. I wow. do miss the we do shows all the, all the bloody, bloody time. time. Time, All the but he, time. Took, he took that out. I did. I did. T- wow. I just felt like it. Rather than say that vagueness, I should promote something that we actually do that we mm. don't promote normally. I go away yeah. for a week and a half, and this this place. Yeah, just he messaged me. And he was like, "Change me. it. I've written it my change it, please. Thing. I would like this in the running orders yeah. going forward because I did it while you were off one week, and then when you came back and did the running orders again, it mm. reversed the old one because <laughs> most of my read at the end here. Is not what I end up saying. No. I end up just seeing it and going, "That's not what I'm going to say." I have a changed. Yeah. I have. I have a changed it um, <laughs> a bit since I first started doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, now it's word for word. So there, but we do shows all the bloody time. So come mm. check them out. Uh, there's a, a weirdest game coming out this week, Peter, isn't there? 
Yes, it's pen pen triisolon, mm. which will mean if you don't know if you don't just know that game, then you will have absolutely no idea what to expect from no. pen pen triisolon. But uh, it was fun and weird and mm. a little bit was it sexy at any point? I think it was. Yeah, a little it was bit a little bit sexy. A bit sexy, a bit yeah. bit problematic. Bom bom bidilla bom 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 bom. Yeah. Yeah, it was mm. problematic. <laughs> so go and have a look at that on the weekend, please, yes. if you'd like. Do so. Do There's just enough time, Ashton, to talk about this week's sponsor once again, please. Is, of course, the fans who are banding together to pay for a rebrand for Arcane's new game, Redfall, and they want to call it Dreadful. Boo. Oh. Get over it. But also, it's okay to be a bit cross because yeah. it's a shame. Anyway, thank you so much for listening slash watching, everybody. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.